Hello, Wild Wanders, and welcome to our wicked window of the internet. Won't you pour yourself a cup of your best tea, light a candle to stave away the darkness, and cozy up as we tell you a story? Wittershins is a storytelling podcast where we will dive into dusty bookshelves and winding, darkened pathways, looking to stories from gothic literature, folklore, fairy tales, horror, and beyond. We are accompanied by our trusted bard and guitarist Joe Saborin, who will be live accompanying for us as our characters find their way out of the thickets and snarls of their tales. My name is Ashley Nunez, and I will be your narrator to peer over bough and branch, following our heroes and foes into far distant lands, both familiar and unknown. Let us begin Once Upon a Time. Dando and His Dogs by Robert Hunt In the neighborhood of the lovely village of St. Germans, formerly lived a priest connected with the old priory church of this parish, whose life does not appear to have been consistent with his vows. He lived the life of the traditional jolly friar. He ate and drank the best the land could give him or money buy, and it is said that his indulgences extended far beyond the ordinary limits of good living. The priest Dando was, notwithstanding all his vices, a man liked by the people. He was good-natured and therefore blind to many of their sins. Indeed, he threw a cloak over his own iniquities, which was inscribed charity, and he freely forgave all those who came to his confessional. As a man increases in years, he becomes more deeply dyed with the polluted waters through which he may have waded. It rarely happens that an old sinner is ever a repentant one until the decay of nature has reduced him to a state of second childhood. As long as health allows him to enjoy the sensualities of life, he continues to gratify his passions, regardless of the cost. He becomes more selfish, and his own gratification is the rule of his existence. So it has ever been, and so it was with Dando. The sinful priest was a capital huntsman, and scoured the country far and near in pursuit of game which was in those days abundant and varied over this well-wooded district. Dando, in the eagerness of the chase, paid no regard to any kind of property. Many a cornfield has been trampled down, and many a cottage garden destroyed by the horses and dogs with which this impetuous hunter would lead unthinkingly over them. Curses deep, though not loud, would follow the old man, as even those who suffered by his excesses were still in fear of his priestly power. Any man may sell his soul to the devil without going through the stereotype process of signing a deed with his blood. Give up your soul to Satan's darling sins and he will help you for a season until he has his claims carefully wound around you. When the links are suddenly closed and he seizes his victim who has no power to resist. 
Dando worshipped the sensual gods which he had created, and his external worship of the god of truth became every year more and more a hypocritical lie. The devil looked carefully after his prize. Of course, to catch a dignitary of the church was a thing to cause rejoicings amongst the lost, and Dando was carefully lured to the undoing of his soul. Health and wealth were secured to him, and by and by the measure of his sins was full, and he was left the victim of his self-indulgences, a doomed man. With increasing years and the immunities he enjoyed, Dando became more reckless. Wine and wassail, a board groaning with dishes which stimulated the sated appetite, and the company of both sexes in dissolute habits exhausted his nights. His days were devoted to the pursuits of the field, and to maintain the required excitement, ardent drinks were supplied to him by his wicked companions. It mattered not to Dando, provided the day was an auspicious one if the scent would lie on the ground. Even on the Sabbath, horses and hounds were ordered out and the priest would be seen in full cry. One Sabbath morning, Dando and his riotous route were hunting over the earth estate. Game was plenty and sport first rate. Exhausted with a long and eager run, Dando called for a drink. He had already exhausted the flasks of the attendant hunters. Drink, I say. Give me a drink, he cried. Whence can we get it? asked one of the gang. Go to hell for it if you can't get it on earth, said the priest with a bitter laugh at his own joke on the earth estate. At the moment, a dashing hunter who had mingled with the throng unobserved came forward and presented a richly mounted flask to Dando, saying, Here is some choice liquor distilled in the establishment you speak of. It'll warm and revive you, I'll warrant. Drink deep, friend, drink. Oh, Dando drank deep. The flask appeared to cling to his lips. The strange hunter looked on with a rejoicing yet malignant expression, a wicked smile playing over an otherwise tranquil face. By and by, Dando fetched a deep sigh and removed the flask, exclaiming, That was an excellent drink indeed. Do the gods drink such nectar? Devils do, said the hunter. And they do, I wish I were one, said Dando, who now rocked to and fro in a state of thorough intoxication. Methinks the drink is very like... The impious expression died upon his lips. Looking round with a half-idiotic stare, Dando saw that his new friend had appropriated several heads of a game. Notwithstanding his stupid intoxication, his selfishness asserted its power, and he seized the game, exclaiming in a guttural, half-smothered voice, None of these are thine. What I catch, I keep, said the hunter. They're mine, stammered Dando. The hunter quietly bowed. Dando's wrath burst at once into a burning flame uncontrolled by reason. He rolled himself off his horse and rushed, staggered as he went at the steed of his unknown friend, uttering most frightful oaths and curses. The strange hunter's horse was a splendid creature, black as night, and its eyes gleamed like the brightest stars with unnatural luster. The horse was turned adroitly aside, and Dando fell into the earth which must force. 
The fall appeared to add to his fury, and he roared with rage. Aided by his attendants, he was speedily on his legs, and again at the side of the hunter who shook with laughter, shaking the game in derision and quietly uttering, They're mine. I'll go to hell after them, but I'll get them from thee, shouted Dando. So thou shalt, said the hunter, and seizing Dando by the collar, he lifted him from the ground and placed him as though he were a child before him on the horse. With a dash, the horse passed down the hill, its hooves striking fire at every tread, and the dogs barking furiously followed impetuously. These strange riders reached the banks of the Linher, and with a terrified leap, the horse and its riders, followed by the hounds, went out far into the waters, disappearing at length into a blaze of fire, which caused the stream to boil for a moment, and then the waters flowed on as tranquilly as ever over the doomed priest. All this happened in sight of the assembled peasantry. Dando nevermore was seen. And his fearful death was received as a warning by many who gave gifts to the church. One amongst them carved a chair for the bishop, and on it he represented Dando and his dogs, that the memory of his wickedness might always be renewed. There, in St. German's church, stands to this day the chair, and all who doubt the truth of this tradition may view the story carved in enduring oak. If they please, they can sit on the chair until their faith is so far quickened that they become true believers. On Sunday mornings, early, the dogs of the priest have been often heard, as if in eager pursuit of game. Cheney's hounds and the wish hounds of Dartmoor are but other versions of the same legend. Wittershins is created by Ashley Nunez of Old Growth Alchemy and folk musician Joe Saborin. In the presence of their curious cat Django, a few too many half-drunk cups of tea, and far too many begrudgingly half-completed art projects. If you'd like to follow along Joe and his musical machinations, you can find him at Joe Saborin Music on Facebook and Instagram or joesaborin.com. For more glimpses into the wild woods of story, botanical libations, and sensual ephemera, you can find me, Ashley, at Old Growth Alchemy on Facebook and Instagram or at oldgrowthalchemy.com. And if you've enjoyed what you're listening to, give us a review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify. Until next time, friends new and old, we'll be sure to keep the kettle on with a seat open for you by the fire.